Hey. Hey. Did you hear about the um, the earthquake that happened in Alaska? Mm, no. Yeah, that's probably for the best. It's a bad icebreaker. <laughs> I had to think about that one, though, because Alaska has a lot of earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny, but like... It's not funny that they have earthquakes or the joke wasn't funny? Yes. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. No, my aunt and uncle live in Alaska and they've had a few, or at least one really scary earthquake. But So yes, I've heard of it, but I knew it was for the joke, so no. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, how's it going? What's going? I saw this meme that I felt was necessary for my life um and for the podcast (laughs) but it was like i believe in aliens way more than i believe in a runner's high (laughs) (laughs) i was like can relate you should have posted it on my page i thought about it i might maybe i will yeah good idea yeah what what else is new with you though it's been a week since people have heard from you um i've had six more nights of sleep i've grown by six days i say that weird like when you're talking to a little kid you're like oh you grew but it's like really i just lived six more days (laughs) (laughs) um harper oh excuse me harper knows more sign language that we did not teach her yep thanks to miss rachel yep (laughs) she's the real mvp she raises our child. She's parent number three. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, Miles got a really cute video. Uh, he took a video of Harper basically duetting Miss Rachel on TikTok. And Harper obviously doesn't know the difference between that. So she just thought, like, Miss Rachel's on the phone. So she was walking around the house going, Mama Rachel, Mama Rachel. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. If you're on TikTok, look me up and look up that video. It's super cute. It's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Anyways... Uh, I don't really know. What, what's new with you? Um, you know, I had things and I'm like, oh, that would be good to mention as far as like new things. I can't think of what they were now, though. Naturally. Me and my old age. Yeah. Pushing 30. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> um, damn. Uh, I can't remember. Talk about the arcade. Oh, yeah, so last last weekend, we went to the arcade with Courtney's brother and his wife. And, uh, you know, we, we go there just for fun. You know, we'll win tickets and buy a, like a $5 gift card for a total amount of probably like 50 bucks <laughs> that we spent at the arcade. Basically, what we do is we trade in our ticket prices for like little cheap toys and give them to Harper. Yep. That, like what Miles was saying, was probably about $5 worth of toys. But... What we spent in tickets was way more than that. <laughs> yeah, like 10 times more. Yeah. Um, she loves it, though. We love it, too. We go just for the fun, not for the... Um, not for the prizes. Exactly. However, <laughs> this last time, we were there for, what would you say, like 10, 15 minutes, maybe? Mm-hmm. We weren't there for long at all. And uh, there's this there's this one machine that has a whole bunch of different um, like ticket numbers. They they almost look like hockey pucks or something. They're kind of yeah, they're like weighted hockey pucks yeah. basically. Um and it, um and it's one of those ones where you have to time it right and you press a button and it moves an arm and it pushes these little disc things into a little slot. 
for mm-hmm. um like you know where you would win prizes and we we try this thing a couple times each time we go to the arcade um you know it's just fun, just yeah. for fun just to see like how good our timing is um so courtney's at this thing and she she does it one time and she misses didn't get a single one the the very next time she gets the thousand ticket disc which is the the highest number in there she gets it like second try and then which is the highest (laughs) i've ever gotten so like Uh i've played this machine before and even after winning like several different discs uh or like you know number variations i think i walked away with at most like 500 tickets Mm -hmm. one time after trying for 10 minutes you know this time, Miles, I looked at him because I didn't get a single one, and he scanned the card one more time, and I was like, all right, I just want to do it one more time. And I hit the button, and we knocked the thousand ticket one into the, the slot, and we both <laughs> we both were like, what just happened? And we were just geeking out. It was so funny. It was it was really funny. Like, is this what it feels like to win the lottery? Because that kind of felt like it. <laughs> yeah, I think we might take up gambling now. <laughs> just kidding. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so time goes on, and... Um, we go th- we go to a def- uh, couple of different uh, little games and everything, um, and they have one of those ones that you're able to shoot the coins. This one's like an actual. I mean, you're yeah. using the tickets that you purchased for arcade games, but this is like a pretty standard like gambling machine that you see. I, well, I mean, I haven't been to a lot of casinos, <laughs> but that you would see like in a casino where like the coins will stack up really high and then you push the coins out they're like all kind of just laying out in front of you and then you push the coins out until they fall and then you're winning so it's everything that falls over the edge yes yeah so yeah like makes little towers of coins Mm -hmm. and stuff anyway so i tried that um again kind of towards the beginning and i managed to get uh one of the like where it's where it starts to build up the tower i'm like oh cool and you know we leave that we go play a few different games um and then i come back to it i'm like I wonder how much it would take for me to to get that to fall over the edge. Listen, so, <laughs> guys, Miles became very dedicated. <laughs> yes, but the thing was, I was I was getting ready to leave, but the, the thing was, this tower was so close to the edge by the time we were getting ready to leave that you know our little party that we had going on, they um they were all like, oh, you know, we have it, to it's, stay. It's right there, you know. Let, let's just go ahead and keep trying. So I'm like okay but i was running out of tickets so i'm like once i run out of tickets i'm like dang it and it was again it was really close to the edge and they're like just spend like ten dollars more on yeah. tickets and i'm like <laughs> he bought ten dollars okay. worth of tickets more just to push this thing over the edge it was so funny yeah and this um it was an angry birds machine um so i had like it was angry bird themed and so i had three different birds like the yellow the red and then the blue one and each of these ones had like you know different features and everything uh i i got the blue one a lot and that one was for tokens for tickets Mm -hmm. that we would win and i got the bonus on that i think three times and it was like 150 tickets so Mm -hmm. like i contributed (laughs) (laughs) well i mean spoiler alert he did end up knocking down the coin tower yes i did which was very satisfying it was it was great (laughs) um and he from that game won another like 1100 tickets mm-hmm. and so we like i said whenever we go we get prizes and they are probably at most five bucks right this time we had over 3000 tickets which for us is like at least double what we've ever gotten oh, the yeah. highest mm-hmm. 
And so we got Harper like 10 different little toys and they were we still got like the small things so she walked out with like an armful <laughs> she was so happy the next day she was like toys <laughs> we've been playing with them all week we got her like a hacky sack a bouncy ball a little toy car a flamingo a candy necklace she doesn't like the fl- flamingo too much but <laughs> oh. i keep offering it to her and she's like no <laughs> no bird i'm like okay that's so funny yeah i yeah. know she was she was the queen bee when we walked out of that oh yeah <laughs> like we did it all for you sweetheart <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah anyway it was fun yeah it was a good time um while we're talking i remember one of the things that i wanted to mention okay is i bought new shoes that Actually, is th- an event that is a huge event it's an event in our household yep and anyone who knows me knows that <laughs> i am pretty loyal to hoka's h-o-k-a sponsor us listen um, <laughs> um he calls it loyal it's preference i call it him being a shoe snob <laughs> yeah yeah whatever they're, they're good shoes what can i say hmm. anyway um they're that expensive. was one of the things i couldn't think of what the other one was but anyway he was so happy he's been like hinting to me that he's wanted new shoes for over a year i'm pretty sure and finally <laughs> he was like just so you know i'm doing that this weekend and i was like all right <laughs> yeah it, it became time i mean since i started working from home i haven't used shoes a whole lot so i'm like you know what i don't need them right now but it got to the point you know where, where, where i'm like okay no it's time for new shoes now you're funny so i have new shoes <sighs> here's anyway. another dig at how old we are the fact that getting new shoes is <laughs> worth talking about on our podcast <laughs> yep ah, good times anyway anything else any other updates nope cool well i have another joke for you oh why aren't mammoths able to clap <laughs> because they're dead dang it was that the joke <laughs> because they're extinct <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I, I win. You're like, excuse me. Yeah. No, I'm not going to look up the other one. I had one, but I didn't write it down, so I'm just going to ignore it. So it must not have been very funny. Nope. No, I thought about writing one down, but it took. I had to keep going back to find it. But anyway. Anywho. guesses what we're talking about today mammoths kind of that's my guess okay (laughs) so woolly mammoths right Mm -hmm. pretty cool right yeah so (laughs) they lived a long time ago what or did they what no i'm just this is an alien story they did no it's not they did live a long time ago but not as long ago as you might think when would you guess I actually used to know this. Uh, 5,000 years. Pretty close. Really? Yeah, pretty close. Um, so most woolly mammoths, they died around 10,000 years ago. Mm. But due to rising sea levels, there were some, like a little pack of woolly mammoths that were trapped on a remote island off the coast of Russia. A um, little island called Wrangel Island. Okay. Um, many people believed woolly mammoths weren't extinct due to humans hunting them, which, according to science, definitely didn't help. Sure. But ultimately, um, 
it was more so because of their food supply started like running out mm. on this island. Um, anyway, so Wrangell Island. We're not actually talking about mammoths. It was just like a little fun fact about what we'll talk about. Yeah, I was getting kind of curious. I was like, <laughs> I thought we told people stories, but go off. But <laughs> This is about Manny the Mammoth from Ice Age. <laughs> just kidding. So Wrangell Island, for most of the year, is surrounded by ice and also plagued by intensely strong winds. People say like Sounds... near cyclonic winds. Oh, so like, so like Wyoming. Like Wyoming. I'm just kidding. I mean, no, you're not. <laughs> Today, Wrangell Island is home to to the highest concentration of polar bear dens. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah. The island has a pretty new but interesting history as well. Interesting. So on top of the mammoth extinction, there's the myth of the Krahai tribe, which is a people from Siberia who followed their chief to settle in a northern land. Um, like I said, it was a myth, but they did find evidence that could potentially relate to the Krahai tribe. Okay. Um, so it might not be a myth. But anyway, um, that evidence was found by a Cossack sergeant named Stefan Andreev. Hmm. Um, in 1764, he claimed to discover it and named the island Tikagen Island. But he forgot to copyright it because it was later named after the Baron Ferdinand von Wrangel. Um, this guy heard myths, heard of you know, these myths and everything. Uh-huh. And between 1820 and 1824, he set off to find the island, but to no avail. He wasn't able to find it at all. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was also discovered by Herbert Callot, you know, quote-unquote discovered, in 1849, who called it Herald Island. Then an American dude, Thomas Why'd he Long. call it Herald Island? Herald Island was the name of the, um, the vessel that he was um, captaining. At the time. Oh, okay. So it's like, it wasn't the SS. It was like the USRC Herald, I think, something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, then there's the American dude, Thomas Long. He comes along in 1867, who also named the island Wrangell Island, you know, after the guy who spent a few years trying to find it. Mm-hmm. And then in 1879, George W. DeLong, commanding the USS Jeanette, was leading an expedition toward the Arctic but took a wrong turn and his ship got stuck in the ice packs and was crushed and sunk near the island. And in 1881, a rescue rescue team was sent out under the command of Calvin L. Hooper. And while they were out, they decided to claim the land for America and named it New Columbia. So this place has gone through a few different names. Yeah, sounds (laughs) like it. Then is that what was... it's still currently called? Is New no, Columbia? It's okay. it's Wrangell Island. Officially Wrangell Island. Okay. Um anyway. Then there's a German whaler, Edward Dwellen, who was like, Oh, you saw it in eighteen sixty seven? Well I was there in eighteen sixty six. Okay. So he was like, Oh, I beat you to it, one of those people. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But most interesting, out of all the expeditions and interactions with Wrangell Island, was by Viljama Stephenson. Well, kind of. Um, so, Stephenson, he organized the Canadian Arctic Expedition, which was an attempt to discover new lands and make scientific discoveries. This expedition left in 1913, only to be marooned on Wrangell Island in 1914 for nine months. Hey, we learned what marooned was in the Bahamas. Do you remember? I mean, yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> what does it mean, Courtney? It's like when they get um, banished. Yeah. So, yeah, nine months. Um, they were then rescued by some American fishermen. Then, in 1921, Stephenson sent four men back to Wrangell Island in hopes of claiming it for Canada. Yeah, the, the, the ownership of this island was also kind of... Tossed around. Yeah. Because it was officially a Russian-owned island, but it was uninhabited. So um, this guy, Stephenson, he was thinking that like that could be used in his advantage. That it to was... his advantage. Oh, okay. Um, for Canada. Because he... So the, the point of sending these people back was like, you know, we can handle... We, we can inhabit it, basically, was what he was saying. It's like, it's just non-accessible, but if we make it habitable and make it more accessible, more desirable, then, you know, we can claim it for Canada and it's more Canada land. Hmm. That was really the goal for it. So, um, yeah, so he had these four men um, sent over. These men, so there were three American. Their names were Lorne Knight, Milton Gall, and Fred Mora. And one Canadian man named Alan Crawford. And these four men were hoping to hire some help from the Native Alaskans as well for for the trip, you know, for basic survival and hunting skills. Mm-hmm. They went to a place called Nome, Alaska in search for people. And word spread and they received a lot of interest from the people. But when the day came for them to leave, the four men arrived at the dock only to find one person. And a new woman named Ada Blackjack. So when was this? This is in 1921. So in... Over 100 years ago. The most recent census, Nome, Alaska had 3,698 people. Oh, just kidding. 3,699 people. Oh, cool. Thank you for looking that up. I didn't even think about doing that. So the fact that he chose Nome Island or Nome, Alaska, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was expecting a lot of people to show up, they probably only had like a hundred people. Yeah, but there were there was a lot of interest showed by the people that that did hear about it. Like they went from person to person, and like, hey, we're mm-hmm. doing this. Would you be interested in coming? They're like, oh yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. And then they went home, and their wives were like, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. Just kidding. So. Ada, Ada Blackjack. Her birth name was Ada Delatuk, born in 1898 in Spruce Creek, Alaska. Ada's father died of food poisoning when she was eight years old, and her mother sent her and her sister to Nome, where they were taken in by some Methodist missionaries, and they taught them to read, write, and cook white people's food. <laughs> she also. Yeah, hey, I can do that. <laughs> can you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can cook. She also became a skilled seamstress, able to make fur clothing. And, like, good quality fur clothing, too. Cool. She married Jack Blackjack, kind of funny name, <laughs> when she was 16, and she moved to Seward Peninsula. The The two of them had three children, but only one named Bennett made it through infancy. Aww. Unfortunately for Ada as well, Jack was abusive. And he eventually left her with her son. Um, and then before Jack was able to come back, she divorced him. And she took Bennett, moved back to Nome, 
which was 40 miles away, and she walked it. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And Alaska's cold, for those who don't know. I've never been, but you know, I've heard. Um, so Ada's mother had also moved there in the meantime, and so Ada moved in with her. And for a living, Ada made clothes for miners and cleaned houses. Bennett, also unfortunately, was um, he had chronic tuberculosis. Oh, poor kid. And yeah, no, and she wasn't able to afford his treatment, so she had to leave him in a children's home, kind of like an orphanage. Oh. And she dedicated her life to making more money so she could be reunited with her son. That's really sad. Yeah. So instead of like you know splitting the efforts between work and her child, she like. She, I mean, she still was keeping her mind on a child for the reason of, you know, making money. Yeah. But anyway, shortly after is when she learned of four white men looking for someone to assist on an expedition, though she was unaware of its purpose. But they did tell her that uh, they would pay her $50 a month, which, it, which would be equivalent to about $850 a mm. month today. Okay. Um, so yeah, $50 a month for helping. So how could she say no? She was of course nervous because she was deathly afraid of polar bears. And like I said, you know, this place has the highest density of polar bear dens. I mean, that's a really valid fear, but I also have like never actually heard of someone being afraid of polar bears. Really? (laughs) Because I mean, we live in Wyoming. How often do you (laughs) encounter polar bears out in the wild? Right. And so it's like, it's not something that like when someone's like, oh, what's your biggest fear? I don't hear polar bears. Yeah. I'm sure it'd be different if, you know, if we were in Alaska. Yeah. I'm Yeah, probably. Because I mean, but... polar bears are freaking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, like, I, like I said, it's a valid fear. It's just funny because yeah. I've never like actually considered that to be someone's like, you know, they're deathly afraid of this. Well, let's move to Alaska and see what it's like. No, thanks. Okay. So, because of her fears, she took a visit to her shaman, who told her basically that this expedition she's about to go on is going to mm-hmm. be dangerous, and to be wary of fire and knives. Not um, the polar bears, though. Not the polar bears. Fires and knives. Well, yeah. Um, so, part I, I summarized it a little bit. Part of the, the danger that the, um, the shaman was warning her about included polar bears and harsh climate and everything. Um, but the shaman did emphasize, like, be wary of fire and knives. Interesting. Yeah. On September 9th, 1921, the five people and the expedition pet, a cat named Vic, <laughs> set off for Wrangell Island and arrived about a week later. I don't know if I'm jealous of this cat or sorry for it. <laughs> You'll find out. You can decide later. <laughs> okay. When they got there, they were supposed to get some backup. But that fell through, leaving the five companions alone on an uninhabited island. Well, not inhabited by people anyway. The men reportedly weren't too happy that she was the one that came along, thinking she was, you know, kind of useless. And it even said that they regretted bringing her. Okay. But despite their differences in the beginning, things started to look pretty promising. They soon got into, you know, a good rhythm with things. And uh, the weather was... I put nice in here, but it wasn't really nice. It was adequate. Okay. <laughs> adequate for the area. Sure. But in the following weeks, things started to take a turn for the worse. Dun, dun, dun. Ada was homesick and scared, p- 
practically flinching at every sight of the men's knives, you know, because of what the shaman said. Yep. And she was sure that one of them was going to kill her. On one occasion, she took a walk in the snow. This is how bad things got. She took a walk in the snow armed with a bottle of filament that she was going to drink in an attempt to kill herself. Oh, poor girl. Yeah. So thankfully she didn't. There was also a time that she saw some fox prints Mm -hmm. and she followed them thinking that there were some spirits that were disguising themselves as animals. And she was thinking as well, like if she made contact with these spirits, that they would be friendly towards her and that her experience on the island would be more positive. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't... Let me guess. Th- they didn't were happen. actually fox prints? Yes, they were actually <laughs> fox prints. Okay. So over her time cook... Um, during, you know, the time they were on the island, her job was cooking. She was like the cook and she also sewed a lot of clothes because of her expertise with that. Well, when you're on an uninhabited island, that's even more of, like, an important skill because you have to fight against climate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But what they were wanting was someone who who was skilled in, like, hunting and Mm -hmm. survival, which Ada... I didn't write this in here. I thought I did. But Ada wasn't. That makes sense. So she was, um, yeah, kind of... In in their eyes, kind of useless. Honestly, though, like... She survived walking 40 miles in Alaska with a baby, so... Yeah. I don't know. She seems pretty skilled to me. Yeah. Good maternal instincts or something like that, probably. (laughs) So, over time, her cooking and sewing became more and more sporadic. And the men, they they noticed her efforts starting to lack. So, the first thing that they tried was a little bit of smooth talking, kind of like buttering her up, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, to try to get her game up a little bit. Sure, yeah. That soon turned to mocking her and her cooking. Then they eventually started denying the food she was cooking. And it even got to the point where they forced her to stay outside in the freezing cold. They even tied her up to a flagpole. And at one point, even threatened to whip her. Yikes, that got violent. Yes. I don't think they actually did, but still not cool. Putting her out in the cold is, I consider that violent. Well, as in, like, physical violence rather than, like, actually inflicting themselves harm upon sure, her. Sure, yeah, kind of, okay. You, know, you get it. Then winter started to, pro- to approach, and they began to work a little bit more together in order to survive. So winter was, was a little bit better for each of them. And then summer came around, and finally there was a light at the end of the tunnel. So they thought. Oh. <laughs> Stephenson's ship, you know, the guy who in charge of the expedition. Sure. Uh, the ship was unable to reach them due to the icy water conditions. And then winter came again. So they've been here for already over a year. Oh my gosh. So they were down in the dumps emotionally and physically. January 1923... Lorne Knight started, he was one of the American guys, he started to show signs of scurvy. Uh-oh. So the other three men, they set foot towards Siberia in hopes of getting a rescue team out there to help. Uh-huh. But they were never seen or heard from again. No. Uh, yikes. So this left Ada alone with a dying man. And since it was up to her for their survival, since this guy's, you know, dying, 
she was able to yeah so she did everything she could to uh, to provide uh, she even taught herself how to trap animals like she even taught herself how to trap animals like foxes and also how to shoot birds okay she was able to even muster up the courage to scare away any of the polar bears that ah, would come near there you go so with everything that she was able to catch and cook she gave the better part to lawn since he was sick mm-hmm. so like everything she's cooking she's giving dang the, more the than half to him maternal instincts like. yeah exactly <laughs> but lawn was not improving at all and he even started to blame ada that she wasn't doing enough oh my gosh typical man yep and well <laughs> yeah sorry sorry for all men <laughs> so while this um was going on and everything while she's helping this guy she also started to show the early signs of scurvy Uh-oh. um yeah then june 23rd 1923 so they've been here for almost two years now lawn knight died leaving ada blackjack and vic the cat as the only survivors How do you think about Yikes. how about the cat now? Lucky or unlucky? Um. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really mention what happened to the cat. I was honestly expecting them to cook it up. I know that's what I was, what I, was it. I was thinking. I was um, like, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, they're the only survivors. During her time alone, she also killed her first seal. Oh. <laughs> And she also built not one, but two different boats. Is that Denver or Motley? It was Motley. He's yeah. having a nightmare. Cool. So, yeah, she built two because she built one, and then that one floated away, drifted away. So she had to build another one. So she's she's getting pretty desperate at this point. And then, you know... What a bummer. <laughs> yeah, no. But she, this whole time, she's just waiting for... The, the opportune mo- um, moment to leave because the nearest shore well, I didn't look this up I should have looked this up but it, it's not close right yeah hold so, on what's this island called Wrangell well it says the closest island to it is a tiny rocky island called the Herald Island oh Herald Island uh huh that's 60 kilometers away but I don't know anything about that one so it's 300 miles away from Russia damn yep so yeah she was Mm. planning on making that expedition in a tiny one-man boat it is also oh maybe not fresha it's 300 miles away from the alaskan coast Oh, okay so in between there somewhere so it might be a little bit closer to russia i don't know from the map that i looked at it looked like it was closer to russia okay but i don't know it also might have been just perspective i don't know cool thank you for looking that up Okay, yeah, so Wrangell Island is located 80 miles north of the Siberian coast. 80 miles? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, so it's about 80 miles away from Russia, but about 300 miles away from Alaska, which is where she came from. Yeah. Anyways. And I'm not sure how much she knew about, uh, what's it called? Sailing directions. Well, just, yeah, directions. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, there's that for you. Cool. So, yeah, this whole time she's just been waiting for a right moment to leave because, you know, harsh weather conditions mm-hmm. and everything. It's probably a very slim window, if one at all. Yeah, for sure. Then on August 20th, 1923, almost 100 years ago, 
<laughs> yeah. She woke up to a noise. Uh-oh. Ugh, this is freaking me out. It was a noise that she had not heard at all since she had been on the island. Oh, my gosh. So she rushed outside to see, you know, where it was coming from, what was happening. Uh-huh. But the area around her was covered in fog. So uh, she couldn't really see anything. This is so eerie. She continued to try to find the source of the noise. And for one brief moment, through the fog, she saw the outline of a ship. Of a ship? Of a ship. Oh my gosh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I know, that was the point. I was trying to like build up to, to something. Just to throw that in there. Okay. She rushed down to the water, expecting to see the three men who went to Siberia. Right, yeah. To see them coming in, but it was not them. Instead of the three men... It was an accomplice of Stephenson named Harold Noyce. Noyce. <laughs> I knew you were going to do Smart. that. <laughs> Overwhelmingly... <laughs> Rewind. Over- Overwhelmingly relieved, she collapsed and fell into Harold's arms, sobbing out of relief, thinking to herself that she would be able to see her son again. Oh, please tell me she does. <laughs> so naturally, her return was hugely celebrated. But she didn't want any of that. She just wanted to go see her son. Mm-hmm. And after getting her very well-earned money, she went to get her son Bennett from the children's home and took him to Seattle to get him cured of tuberculosis. Oh, yay. While in Seattle, she remarried and with her new husband had another son named Billy. Billy. Eventually, she returned to Alaska, spent the rest of her life happily, and died died may 29th 1983 being 85 years old she's buried in anchorage memorial park cemetery um, and her grave was erected by her son billy and has engraved on a little plaque there as well Um, the engraving says the heroine of wrangell island the end dang I was going to say, if you're about to tell me that she never saw her son again, <laughs> I was about to flip this microphone and just go to bed. Because... No. <laughs> no, I'm glad that there was a happy ending, though. Yeah, same. I wonder what happened to those men. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm Do guessing they... they got eaten? Either eaten or they drowned. Froze or to death. froze to death, yeah. Because, I mean, they're, they're in negative, up to negative minus, or I guess down to Nick. Ne- negative minus negative 50 <laughs> degrees celsius i think it was celsius we should change your last name to smort smort noise so we have mr noise and mr smort okay just kidding i'm sorry <laughs> actually the man that she married in seattle was last name smort nah yeah i'm just kidding <laughs> oh that would have been so funny <laughs> no, i'm just kidding but yeah it um that story i tried looking for more about about the rest of her life but there really wasn't much she um basically what it said was there were tons of reporters and you know people trying to get articles on her story but she just she wasn't about it she was like listen i just lived alone on an island that was freezing cold with men that hated me Mm -hmm. and i was the only one that survived yeah leave me alone (laughs) yeah pretty much which like you know can't say i blame her and she killed a seal she did kill a seal and she scared away bears but that's what they used for food. Ugh. Seals freak me out. Really? Yeah. Why? Because of a movie. But I can't remember what the movie was. There was a movie 
where people got stuck like in the Arctic somewhere. And there's a dead, like I'm trying to picture the scene. There's a dead whale and they're going to the whale and then a seal pops out of the flesh of this whale Ew. and tries to kill them. Was it a leopard seal? I don't know. Probably, probably a leopard seal. Most seals are I, nice. So leopard you know, seals are um, jerks. They kill penguins. <laughs> so you know the actress that plays Christine in Phantom of the Opera? Yeah. I'm Emily Rossum. I'm pretty sure she's in that movie. Oh. I want to say it was like 2012 or Edge of Tomorrow or something like one of those. Post-apocalyptic oh, apocalyptic yeah, movies. Yeah. Something like that. And there was a scene where like the world freezes over. I want to say it was 2012. The movie tomorrow when the no, the day after tomorrow day after tomorrow that might be it because that one is about the world freezing over freezing over it might be that movie okay i don't know I if don't that's know if where it might be emmy rossum because it's, it's also got jake gyllenhaal and um dennis quaid in it i okay <laughs> are you looking it up yeah are you looking it up too <laughs> yeah what is it, day after tomorrow yeah fun fact about that movie I, I mean, I've said this before, but I used to be a huge baby when it came to movies. Oh, yeah? And this one terrified me. Particularly the fox scene. Yeah, Amy Rossum, you're right. She's a love interest, right? Yeah. We should watch that movie now. Maybe that scene wasn't in that movie. Yeah, I don't remember it. Okay, I might be thinking about a different post-apocalyptic movie, but... All I remember is that there's a movie where people are fighting for their lives and it's really cold and there's a dead whale and then a deranged seal pops through the flesh and like they have to fight it off. And it like was so it's terrifying. It's mm. like a jump scare moment. And it just is so scary. <laughs> Why are they going near the whale in the first place? I don't remember. Probably okay. for shelter or food. Or warmth. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or they're like... Blooded? I don't know. Or they're like, crap, it's a dead whale that's on the surface. Let's go investigate. I um, honestly don't remember. If I remember what movie it was from, I could tell you. Oh, yeah, whales are warm-blooded. There you go. Yeah, I don't remember. I guess that makes sense. If cool. anybody knows what the crap I'm talking about. I don't. Feel free to let... Well, neither do I, so... <laughs> but what else is new? Maybe you jumped it. Maybe. No, but that, like, I just remember that freaked me out so bad, that scene. Anyways. <laughs> this so is whenever, kind of... What? Whenever people talk about, like, hunting seals, I think about that. I'm just like, <laughs> so gross. Is it one of your icks? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not really, like, a fear. It's just one of those things where I'm like, that's disturbing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anything popping out of something dead is disturbing. I mean, we've seen Alien that's true <laughs> that's disturbing <laughs> but that also made me laugh is that horrible no it's because we live in 21st century and that was in the 20th century yeah old movie <laughs> just kidding <laughs> the cgi was mm, wonderful. something so good for the time it was oh my gosh what are we even talking about anymore i don't know this is kind of a little off topic have you ever seen that movie <sighs> magic in the water or something. It's about a sea creature that likes Oreos or something like that. Probably that not. Is that no. <laughs> this this movie like has really random moments. Like what I remember, I don't remember 
much at all about this movie because I watched this when I was really little. Um, but yeah, it's about this. I think it's, I want to say it's a whale of some kind, but it's a sea creature. Something similar to a whale, at least. Uh-huh. And there's like a, like an Oreo scene in a cave. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, that's funny. I don't know. If if my, my family listens to this one, they'll probably like mention something to me about it, but... Wait, I found it. Magic in the water? No! The scene where the seal pops out of the whale? Oh. It's from Eight Below. Oh, the one with the dogs. Yeah. That's a family-friendly movie. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I figured it out, guys. Is it the dogs that are approaching the the whale, or is it people? Yeah, it's the dogs. Okay. That makes more sense. Oh, I'm looking at all these like pictures of the video clips, and now I'm getting all freaked out. That's a heartbreaking movie, too. Yeah. Like, look at... Doesn't that seal look evil to you? Yeah, that's a leopard seal. It looks evil. They are, they are evil. They kill penguins. <sighs> I'll never forgive I them. I love how my brain connected that scene to the day after tomorrow, because clearly that scene <laughs> does not belong in a family-friendly movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That makes a lot more sense, though, that the dog would approach the dead whale. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, I hate the ocean. I know. <laughs> I don't like the word dog. Except for Oreos. Yeah. I can get on board with that. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. I'll end the episode before we, before I like, mention anything more about it. But, but yeah. Sounded, was it like a kid movie? It's like a family movie, yeah. Huh. Oh, it's a 1995 movie. I'll look it up. I'll, I'll read about <laughs> it later because I don't want to do it right now. But anyway. So yeah, I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. Yeah, Ada Blackjack. Ada Blackjack, what a boss. Mm-hmm. Pretty intense story. If I were ever in her situation, I would want her with me. <laughs> At the very least, she can sew sew you some warm clothes. Yeah. Fur lined. She should like. Uh, she should have made a uh, designer line. <laughs> Survival. <laughs> survivor i don't know <laughs> something well in today's world she would have made a documentary a clothing line a book deal a tiktok of how to survive on <laughs> <laughs> on what's the island Rang- wrangle island wrangle island and stories from wrangle island mm-hmm. the one that cracked me up was the fox one where she's like oh it's a spirit no lady it's a fox <laughs> like go to sleep well you know that they're very spiritual people. That yeah, okay. The Inuit fair. people. They're uh yeah, very spiritual. And Yeah, I guess I shouldn't make fun. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but I genuinely when you were like the something should never hurt, I was like mammoth. <laughs> but then I <laughs> was like, wait, no, because you said they had all died at least five thousand years ago. Five to ten thousand. Yeah, it was in shoot, when was it in? Why don't we just do a whole bunch of uh, looking things up? We, we've been doing that. Mammoth. 2000 BC. So about 4,000 years ago. Wow. Because when I, when I think of mammoths, I mean, 4,000 years is still a long time, but I think like more prehistoric, you know? Yeah. 
like hundred thousand years years ago. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, two thousand years, four thousand years. I mean, anyway, so that's the story for today. Thanks everyone for tuning in again to your favorite podcast out there. Thanks for the story, Miles. You're welcome. That was a good one. It was pretty good. Nice and short. short Definitely. I don't know. You do a really good job of finding the stories that like are going to keep me up at night. (laughs) Why do you think I look for those stories? (laughs) That's what I Google. Stories to keep caught me up at night. (laughs) It's like the stories. These stories are the epitome of my worst nightmare. The next story is going to be about the um, submarine. Don't. I'm just kidding. Go there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Too soon. Too soon. I say submarine, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Too soon. (laughs) Been a month. <laughs> too soon well people were making jokes about it while they were down there <laughs> before they even know that they were, they were dead <laughs> that's so true oh my gosh the world is a horrible place too soon would be before they even had the money for it oh my gosh okay um <laughs> the world's the worst if you uh if you tell your friends about our podcast we'll love you forever um also we got a shout out uh, jesse gave us a shout out i don't know if you saw that on instagram i didn't i tried to i don't know i haven't been on our instagram page in a couple days but i followed her on our our instagram page because we're only following ourselves well yeah fam family podcast is only following miles because <laughs> who else matters <laughs> but jesse had tagged us in the post and i didn't we didn't get a notification about it i saw it because i just like happened to look at her story and so I tried to follow her on FamDamly to see if I could, like, repost it. But then I never got back on to check. So uh, just wanted to let you know, Jesse, we saw your post and we appreciate you so much. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, tell your friends. We'll love you forever. We already do. But we'll we'll just make it a on-air promise. Yep. Um, and then if you have your own stories that you want us to share, please send them in to FamDamlyPodcast at gmail.com. And then, of course, go like and follow all of our socials, which are all FamDamly Podcast. Yes. Pretty, we're pretty unique. So it's not hard to find us. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. And Trademark then, TM, TM, TM. Do you have any bad advice for us today, Courtney? Um, Don't get on a boat with strange men. That's good advice. Don't go to... Alaska? Uh, <laughs> no. Don't <laughs> go kidding. to uh, Wrangell Island, period. Don't, don't follow fox tracks. <laughs> don't go out at night alone. I could keep going. Basically okay. everything she I, did. I'm just waiting for you hey. to end. <laughs> <laughs> but she did survive. So like, if you do these things, at least do it the way she did it, to where you'll still live in the end, right? Uh, yeah. Also, unplug your toasters. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>